Hello, I'm Conrad Swift, and welcome to the Cardano Convo Podcast, a podcast that gives a glimpse into the Cardano ecosystem. The Cardano Convo provides an easy-to-digest explanation of the projects that are being built, thoughts, and what's going on within the Cardano community. Make sure to stay to the end to hear a special announcement. Also, any price talks or monetary talks within this episode are not financial or investment advice. If you are seeking these, then make sure to do your own research or seek out a licensed professional. Today, I'll be speaking with Joe Hurls, the founder of the Crypto Fruits NFT project. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. Hello, Joe. It's nice to have you on the show, and thank you for taking the time to talk with us today and answer a few questions about the work you've been doing with your NFT project, Crypto Fruits. Good to be here. So there are a couple of questions I always ask. To begin, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what drew you to crypto in general? Yeah, so I've only really been in crypto six months, probably, in terms of properly. Um, I've always been aware of it. Obviously, you know, Bitcoin's on every bit of news, the internet everywhere. And it's always been on my radar, but I never really took it too seriously. Um, but the reason I suppose it all kind of appealed to me, my, my background is very much... You know, I love technology. I used to work in a technology sort of shop and predominantly is, is art. I did graphic design back in college and all the rest of it. I've always wanted to do a bit of art on the side. Um, and those two things, well, never really mixed, I suppose, um, until I got into my job, which is my career now. I've been doing it for like 12 years. I'm a bathroom designer. So that, that did that. But it's not really a, being an artist as such. Um, and then earlier this year, I don't, couldn't tell you how, probably on Google, going through some website, I come across the whole NFT thing on Ethereum. You know, it's just huge, you know, top shops, all that sort of stuff. And I thought, well, this is interesting. You know, this this could be the sort of thing I might like to, to be involved with. Um, so I did more, you know, research on, on, crypto, on crypto. And like everybody else who ever gets into it, spent my entire life researching it and hours and hours and hours. Um, and went through the same process as everybody does. Bitcoin, Ethereum. And then everything else. Yeah. And quickly realized that Bitcoin doesn't really do anything. Um, Ethereum looked like a brilliant idea, but it was it was clunky and it's expensive and naturally come across Cardano. Um, invested in it, not loads, I've not got loads and loads of money. Um, but invested in Cardano, learned learn more and more about it, and then obviously very quickly realized that if I wanted to get into the NFT business. That Ethereum's not going to work for me. Cardano's going to be better, not just because it's a superior blockchain, but because of the whole, it's the cost thing. Um, and the way I see it even now, NFTs seem to be very much a playground for the rich, especially on Ethereum. You know, it can cost you, in some cases, thousands of dollars to move things around and buy them, all the rest of it. That's no good to me. I, I can't go on Ethereum and go and buy something tomorrow. I can't afford it. I can't afford the gas fee. Let me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas this Cardano space is very much geared towards me, you know, um, or, 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 you know, some people like me, they, you know, let's say you buy an unsigned algorithm. I know it's a thousand ADA as we speak, which is still a lot of money, but the transaction costs are nothing. So I saw uh, an opportunity there to create some kind of art that would be accessible to everybody um, that works on blockchain, which I obviously, like everybody, fell in love with. Um, and yeah, it just could be accessible to, to everyone. And no, I completely agree. Ethereum, it's 
I can see now where the art world, like IRL, like out there, like why people spend millions of dollars. They kind of do it because they can. And I've seen some NFT projects on Ethereum. It seems the whales buy it because it's almost like a status symbol. It's I can do it like because I got in early on Ethereum. I can invest this much into it. And as you said, yeah, it seems Ethereum, it's fantastic, but it feels like the execution, especially as of late, has been a little lacking there. So it's harder for people to jump into it than a couple of years back. Absolutely. I've got, I've got nothing against it. And, oh, you know, yeah. I think the idea of a thing was, it was amazing. You know, it, it changed the world, really. But, it, it, it's, it, you know, it's not designed to do what it's doing now. It never was. And, and I don't think it ever can be. But it was the only thing, it was the only option up until, well, now. So that's why all the money, all the effort, everything is there. Cardano built better. You know, it's designed for this. And obviously not just NFTs for, for a lot of different applications. So, and I, I can see a situation where all those people on Ethereum, be it the people who've been there since the beginning, they've got millions and millions of dollars in it and they've made their millions, whatever. And the new people will look at Cardano and go, what why don't not go there? And I think the other thing will happen is, obviously crypto you know, growing massively. And a lot of new people to the space haven't got those millions of dollars worth of Ethereum in their back pocket that they had from years ago. They will, they'll still want to get involved. You know, and they might have 80 ADA that just bought on Coinbase. Um, but I want those people, because they'll outweigh the other people by, by millions eventually, to be able to get involved. And Cardano and the projects that I'm planning to go ahead with will allow them to do that. You're talking about projects and something that's interesting or that I'm interested in, and I'm sure our audience is interested in is an explanation in what is crypto fruits and where they originated from. So obviously I learned that I wanted to get involved in NFTs. I learned about Cardano. I had all that planned out. I understood that I wanted to make it a, a lower entry point for people. What I didn't know is what I wanted to design. And as I say, my background is graphics. So in the past I've done all sorts of stuff. I, I almost wrote a, a kid's book. I've got, I've got three kids myself. Um, I never got off the ground because I haven't got any time. So don't ask me why I'm doing this because I really haven't got any time for this either. I've done that. I've got loads of other projects in the background, a lot of freelance graphics, etc. Um, so I've got, you know, I've got an entire Mac full of different things I could use. But I wanted something a little bit different because, again, NFT-wise, there's a lot of, and I'm not doing them down, but there's a lot of, you know, like the 8-bit artwork, which is, you know, it's nice, but most of it seems to be a copy of CryptoPunks, for example. You know, there's a lot of samey, samey sort of stuff on there. And I wanted to say, one that wasn't just a still image, I wanted it to be animated, which was a big thing for me. I wanted to make it interesting. Um, but two, a bit of a novelty and a bit out there and a bit almost of a laughter, a bit, a bit funny. And I was boring everyone at work about NFTs, like everyone else does. And I said, you know, people sell anything on there. I said, I wonder if I could even sell a banana. They were like, yeah, okay, of course you could sell a banana on the internet, see if that would ever work. I was like, Right, I'm going to prove this. I'm going to make a point. So I did an NFT of a banana, just moving around in a circle. Um, put it on CNFT, sold in like five minutes. I was like, point made. Not for a lot, I think it was like 28, but even still, it was, you know. So I said, okay, well, this time, oh, and that was the other thing. And um, CNFT actually tweeted it as well. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to try and build on this. So I did a cucumber for a laugh. Again, gone really, really quickly. Um, and actually, Cardano Buzz on Twitter did a um, giveaway. So they obviously bought it for me, but then they did a, you know, follow us or follow me and get and win it and all that sort of stuff. 
and it snowballed. I did a tomato, I did an apple, did a lemon, and they they all just went. They all went really quickly. So that was my idea. I thought, well, there's a demand for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, this is what people want. This is what they're going to get. So then I elaborated on that. So I built the NFTs that so you can you can see today, which is the framework. Because again, that the idea was. I liked a lot of the trading card sort of NFTs, but again, there's so many of them. Um, so I thought, how could I integrate that look without copying it? And I thought, of, you know, when you get your, this always escapes me what you call them, but you know when you get a, a Pokemon card and you get it authenticated and get a real one, put in a little plastic case? They're kind of based on that, the little frame I've done with a glass front. Um, but then it gave me scope to change the background, change the insides, change the color, change the fruit. And it evolved into what it's evolved into now. Um, and obviously I've started advertising it I'm talking to you today I've done it's got a Twitter feed I've got a Telegram and else and it's just started to gain a bit of momentum and so far the feedback's been amazing as I said they haven't launched yet so they can't buy them just yet um, but as of at the end of this video things will change so. oh of course and it is interesting to see how the NFT space is growing and I remember seeing CryptoPunks and even when I talked with other people and I'm like Oh, this has made millions of dollars and nothing against CryptoPunks, but a lot of people are like, wait, how, how did this Atari art make millions of dollars? And I'm like, that's a fair question. And I'm glad we're kind of moving towards more advanced NFTs where I know pictures are nice and I understand that, but I'm more fond of like interactability, moving like images. That is more my wheelhouse. Even when we made like I tested by making a NFT of my own, it of course was a GIF or a GIF, depending on how you wish to say it. And I found that more like more interesting than a, a static image. And I'm sure as we keep advancing, we may see like objects instead. We might see different files. You might be able to buy music. But I'm glad to, when I saw CryptoFruits, I'm like, this is really neat. Like, this is very, like, well done. And I'm, like, I'm interested in it. Because it's got that right mix of, like, meme magic and, like, act, like quality. Like, just the right yeah. balance. Well, it was all, it's all created with the, basically, the software I use for my, my actual job um, is a version of AutoCAD. Essentially, so that's where it's all come from. So it's a mixture of the Mac and, and all that sort of software. So that's where it's come from. So and I, again, you're right. I wanted to give that kind of professional edge, however professional a banana can be. Um, that was, yeah. was going. And the other thing I, I kind of envisaged with it is maybe not now, but I think NFTR. I think people are going to start wanting to put it on their wall. I think people are going to be buying digital photo frames, which years ago were out, and they now I'm sure they're going to make a comeback now. And I can just foresee someone sitting in a study with eight crypto fruits in the background on a frame moving around you know the sound like that that, that, that that'd be quite cool from getting that that far so i did have a quick question i know that you were talking about fruit you talked about a cucumber um and i've noticed that many of the nfts are bananas do you have plans for other fruits yeah yeah so okay so i'm gonna clear that up as well so this is the pop series this is the very first series within the series there are six fruits that might change if the if demand is huge. I might add a couple more, but it's it's unlikely. It's most likely going to be the initial six. Bananas are the first. Um, straight after that will come, which I call aubergine, but that's because I'm from the UK. Uh, eggplants, so they'll be second. Um, then we're looking at apples, 
it's cucumbers, lemons, and tomatoes. I know not all strictly fruit, but hey. Now, within that, there are there, it's broken down into 17 common NFTs. They are silver. So silver banana, silver cucumber, whatever it might be. I know 17 is not a, a big number, but they're the common ones. They'll be sold for 25 ADA. Um, then there's three more that are gold. So they're identical other than the fact they've got a gold frame, but there's only three of each fruit of those. So they're, they're going to be up to 250. And then after that, there's, this is where it might change a little bit, but most likely five unique NFTs. So this is where there might be a collaboration. Like there's one that's going to be coming out on initial launch with um, Ada Boy, who owns the uh, Unsig. No, 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 no. Um, and there's a couple of others where they're completely unique. So there's no other versions of that NFT at all. They're going to be 500 ADA, so obviously more expensive, but they're never going to be repeated. Um, I'll never add more of any of them. So there'll only ever be 17 bananas in silver, or there'll only ever be three apples in gold or whatever. And the reason for this is I want to keep the numbers low and the costs low so that whoever buys these things can make profit quickly. That's entirely the point. I want to I want to create scarcity from the off. Um, and it's a big thing for me because a lot of the NFT projects are very much a case of you go onto a website, it crashes, um, you wait 10 minutes and you, and you spend 50 80 and you get one of so many thousand NFTs. And some of them are worth a fortune immediately and some of them are not. And let's face it, a lot of people are in this, not because they like the art. I want to appeal to everybody and I want to make sure that it isn't a lottery. It isn't a gamble. You know what you're buying from the off. Obviously, it's pure chance whether you get one or not, because I'm hoping demand's so high that they sell very quickly. But everybody's got an equal chance to get exactly what they want to buy. If you want to go and buy a silver banana, then it's 25 ADA on launch. And as long as you want a lucky people to get there first, you get one. If you want to spend 500 and get a unique one, then go ahead and do that. And I feel that's fairer. And as I say, the whole beginnings of this for me was I just saw the NFT space as really interesting and brilliant, but a millionaire's playground. And I don't think that should be right. I think that should be a case of anyone can get involved, anyone can invest in it, anyone can get, you know, and that's kind of why the prices are where they are and the numbers are where they are. Will I do later series? Probably. This does well. Yeah, probably will. Um, it'll be something different. It'll be crypto fruit, but it'll be crypto fruit on a completely different way. And obviously there could be an infinite number of series. But that won't impact on the numbers of this series. That won't impact on the value. And lastly, on ter in terms of how they're released, the, a lot of the advertising has been heavy on the bananas because that was the first fruit. That's the first one that I will put straight on CNFT. But if they sell very quickly, I'll probably have to add more. So I will then add the eggplants on soon after. And if they sell through really quickly, it'll be apples and so on and so forth. Um, but I want to pace it as well. So. So something that was interesting that you talked about is that there was a pop series. So you're doing, are you doing multiple series for each fruit? So for example, the right now is the only time you'd be able to get a pop fruit banana, but then there might be a theme layer, let's say like crypto punk banana. Like, is that what you're talking about or? Yeah, exactly. So there might be a different series that isn't pop. So, I mean, pop's in reference to the style of these. So they're very colorful. And you, if you look at the backgrounds, they've got like one's got the donuts and one's got the cubes and one, you know, the rest of it. That's what pop's referring to. Um, yeah, there could be, like you say, a, a CryptoPunk style one. I mean, there won't be, but it could be something like that. 
um, in series two, and then they'd all be eight bit or or whatever it might be. There might be a neon series, and they're all neon fruits, or it could be anything. Um, but they won't happen until this is a success. You know, uh, this is the other big thing for me. I, I I'm very conscious of the fact that a lot of NFT projects get bought up again by people who've got the resources to do it. Um, and so half the reason again of me listing them the way I am is that I am in control of it. I can drip feed them on there to try and help as many people as possible own one as opposed to one person just buying them all. Hopefully it'll work. And I know that was a problem when I talked with other NFT creators is, for example, when I talked with Alex from Unsigned Algos or Algorithms, he talked about how he wished it wasn't so easy for whales to buy them up because when he was selling them, somebody bought like 2,000 of them. Like, which is a huge portion, like given that there, I think we're like over 30,000. So that's a huge chunk. And I, I understand the want to avoid that, of course. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it does two things. One, it's, it's against the whole fairness thing, but so it devalues it. One person can control it. It just it, it ruins the projects from the off. And, you know, I've put a lot of effort into this more, more than I thought I'd need it to. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's, it takes over your life. And so I've got a full-time job. I've got wife and three children. I'm a busy person. And now I'm doing this as well. But it's, it's so rewarding. It's something I've always wanted to do. It's, it's going really, really well. Um, and I don't want one very rich person to come along and ruin all that for me. So. Oh, of course. No, I understand that. Um, one other question I did have, I think you've touched on it a little bit. But you talked about producing a cucumber, eggplants within the series of crypto fruits. Do you intend to branch out to non-fruits as well, or will this remain with a main focus on fruits? I've got so many requests already. Um, the eggplant wasn't actually in the lineup originally, but I had too many people asking for it, <laughs> so it got made. And the process of making it, I mean, it, got, it, it looked quite rude at one point. I had to remake the, <laughs> the render several times to make sure it was, a, it was an 18 plus. It's, it's going to stick to fruit and vegetables. That's the plan. I mean, a lot of people ask for eggs as well. I don't know why. Um, there's, there's, there's demand for eggs. But no, it, it's going to be fruit and vegetable push. As I say, I want to kind of try and stick to these six for now. The later series, it might be different ones. It might be carrots. Peaches is another one everybody wants. Um, cherries and that's forever. But I mean, I've got a lot to choose from, so I'm all right there. But no, within the crypto fruit nft projects there will only ever be fruits that's that's a definite another question i did have is is it difficult being a sole developer of this project i know you talked a little bit about that and about the work-life balance yes <laughs> there you go yes it, it's it's very demanded i mean the software program i've got because they are made from a gif basically where you know what they are and then say you mint it and everything else. i have to render each frame and that takes quite a while, and there's quite a few frames per one. And obviously, every time I make a change, be it just the color of the frame or or whatever, that you got all that rendering to do. What's more is is obviously coming up with the ideas and designing new stuff. My wife's helped me out on one of them. The um, you'll see it, the ransom one, where it's um, so if you want your banana back whole, then it's ten thousand ADA. It's quite a cool idea. She actually helped me with all the uh, typography on that, but. Yeah, I mean, it's time-consuming coming up with the ideas and doing the artwork. It's time-consuming doing the renders and all that sort of stuff. It's time-consuming doing all the, the minting 
Um, I've been in contact with so many different people that I wouldn't thought I'd ever be with. But you know, just getting the yellow tick on CNFT was a, a mission because I'm not I'm not any kind of developer or programmer or anything like that. It was to me, it was just like reading another language. But we got there. Twitter. I mean, I, I never really got involved with Twitter before that for crypto, and now it's, it goes off more than anything else on my phone. Um, I'm here with you. You know, it, there's there's so many different things involved with it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think I sleep anymore. But you know, it'll be worth it in the end. So. Oh yeah, I'm I'm hoping for you that it most certainly like I understand the time investment it takes in a lot of these projects. Like starting up the Cardano Convo podcast, it I had never done a podcast before. I had minimal video, like, and I know it can be almost like Greek looking at some of the like programming, looking at some of these things. You're like, how, how am I going to do this? But then it can be really rewarding. And I also, as you were saying, understand I didn't use Twitter either. That was a a really steep learning curve for me, which sounds like I'm some really old person, but it's just something I'd never use. But whenever I got into the crypto space, like, especially in the Cardano space, I really, just as you said, got into it and it kind of pulls you in, but not in a bad way. Like, it's, it's interesting and kind of fun at the same time. It's, a, it's addictive as well, because you don't want to miss anything. Oh. And it's such a fast, it, it's such a fast moving space as well. That if you, you know, you, you're not on there for a day, then you might miss something important. So it's just, yeah, it, it, it takes over your life. But I was going to say the other thing that, it, it, that really is quite a big thing as well is you you get in contact with a lot of different people as I say you would never have ever spoken to from all around the world, and in my experience anyway, everybody's been quite helpful as well and really helpful. I mean, a lot of this. I mean, actually, the way I found you was through the ADEX um, community, which so you did a video with ADEX. Again, I talked to them more than some members of my family. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're always, um, you know, giving each other ideas and they've been massively supportive and all this, and, you know, and I never met any of these people, but they're from all over the US and Australia and Eastern Europe and, and all the rest of it. And it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing, you know, what crypto does opens up a lot of different avenues. So. Oh, yeah. And I've found even from my seat, the amount of people I've met that I, if I hadn't jumped into the space, I never would have met. I never would have talked with any of these people, never would have been able to branch out. It's it's the network as a blockchain is fantastic. And the community's network is am- just as amazing. That's kind of what, like, again, it, what pulls you in, like you, you jump into crypto and a lot of people do it. Cause it's like, I want to get rich. And it's like, fair, like fair enough, I guess. Like you can try just as everyone does, but you, you get in for that. Like you get your foot in the door that way, but you stay because of how great the community is. Yeah, especially on Cardano, I think. Now, I think we have an announcement for the audience today. Um, Would you want me to tell them about it? Go ahead. So for those who are listening or watching on Friday, September 3rd at 3.30 p.m. Central Standard Time or 8.30 p.m. UTC, the banana or first series of crypto fruits will be live on cnft.io. If you're wanting to jump in and get yourself one of the first NFT series of crypto fruits, then make sure to jump over there. Links will be down in the description. Also, we'll be hosting a giveaway for the Cardano Convo podcast-themed Crypto Fruits NFT. This is a one-of-a-kind Crypto Fruit NFT that was born of the collaboration between Crypto Fruits and the Cardano Convo podcast. To be entered, you'll need to follow the Crypto Fruits 
and the Cardano Convo podcast Twitters. Join the Crypto Fruits Telegram channel. That's where they have their community, and it's there's gonna be it's gonna be popping once all this goes live. And subscribe and comment down below. And of course, also make sure to check out our posts on Twitter for additional details. That's where you'll be able to see what's all going on. Exciting stuff. And yeah, that NFT is, is a, one of those unique ones I was mentioning that the other styles will be listed for 500 ADA, but obviously this one, it's whoever wins it. So it's, it's, a, it's a big prize. They'll, they'll get to decide all of that, which is nice for that. And it also, if you don't want to use an interface, it's just it's the, a free way to do it, in essence. It, yeah. Outside of a few internet clicks, it's pretty much free. Yeah, absolutely. This has been really informative, and I really appreciate you taking the time to chat today. Before we go, how can listeners get involved with what you're doing, or how can people best support you? The biggest way to get involved is Twitter. Um, follow us at CryptoFruitsNFT, um, and also on Telegram. Is that the same name? They're the main two that I'm using. The website's coming. It's not ready yet. It's not ripe yet. Maybe like that. Um, <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there with that. But that's, that's very neat there. So when that is ready, that'll all be announced. I'll, I'll send you links as well. And all be but I say Twitter and Telegram are the biggest two. And obviously, once this is live, CNFT, you just put in Crypto Fruits. It comes up. It's all ready to go. We've already got the Project Yellow Tick. It's, uh, it's soon to be live. So yeah, it's exciting stuff. Oh, yeah. That it sounds extraordinarily exciting. And everyone should, again, if, even if you're not joining in for the giveaway, just follow CryptoFruits just to see how this all is going because, again, the whole point of this podcast is to get you guys information on these projects. And the cool thing is, let's say you follow their project. They're going to be interacting with other projects, and then you'll learn about those through that. Like, just as he said, or just as Joe has said, when he watched the ADAX episode, he learned about us. He learned about other projects, I'm sure, just from that alone. It's it's a community and a network and you can't, it's not atomized. You can't go in and then not learn other things while you're at it. And it's just, yeah. it's a great community. It really is. Absolutely. It's a domino effect. You, you do one thing and you end up doing a thousand more. So. Almost certainly. Again, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. I'm sure we could talk for an hour if we wanted to really on all the things Cardano and crypto fruits. Cause I'm excited for this NFT project. I think, what you're aiming for and how you're going about it is unique. You're not making 10,000 of it and the amount of time and effort. I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate taking time to, to get me on here and interview me as well. It's been, it's been really, really good. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cardano Convo podcast. If you want an easy way to help us out, make sure to share this podcast. That way we can grow and create a better podcast for you guys. Also leave us a five-star review and if you have feedback on today's episode, tweet us at Cardano Convo, send your emails to cardanoconvo at gmail.com, or join the Cardano Convo Discord server and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure to check out our new podcast website on crypto-loops.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsors. First are our Patreons over on the Cardano Convo Patreon page. Their direct contributions help to make this podcast possible. By becoming a Patreon, you gain amazing benefits such as access to polls to help decide the content of upcoming episodes, early access to videos, roles and benefits within the Discord server, and so much more. 
Our second sponsor is Loops Pool. If you want to help out our podcast and are looking for a Cardano stake pool to delegate your ADA to, then think about delegating with Loops Pool. That's Loops, L-O-O-P-S. Again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Cardano Convo.